What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Welcome to the Talking Sports with Manny podcast. So we're talking NBA Finals game one. I'm going to react to the game. Now, before I react to this game, let me be honest with you guys. I only watched the first half, to be honest, but I've been able to I've been able to fill in the gaps from quarters three to four. So I can be able to give you a semi-detailed analysis. So <clears throat> shout out to the Denver Nuggets for getting this win. Denver Nuggets win this game 104 to 93. It looks like Denver is going to run away with this thing. <clears throat> Before I get into the analysis, I have heard Aaron Gordon talking about at the end of the day, I'm going to talk to my grandkids and tell them I was able to lock up KD, LeBron, and Jimmy Butler. Now, you did beat the Lakers. You, you were able to contain a LeBron James. You was able to contain a KD. But pump the brakes after the first game, and you're talking about that you've contained this guy, you've contained that guy. You have to remember, Jimmy Butler is still alive. You've only won one game. So for me, <clears throat> I wouldn't have said these different things. I would have let things play out before I start saying, you know what, I've locked down Jimmy Butler. So let's look at, let's look at the box score, okay? Jimmy Butler, he went 6 for 14, okay? Um, he was a minus 17 on a full floor on the plus minus. He had 13 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. So, yes, you, you were able to contain a Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler did not have a good game. But we all know that Jimmy Butler's coming as the series progresses. Several different factors. We have to realize these guys went seven. They're coming off of a, a crazy series, emotional uh, roller coaster to where they were up 3-0, and then now you end up winning 4-3. So there's that. You're playing in the altitude, that too. Not making it, not making any excuses for the Miami Heat or Jimmy Butler. But when you look at it, right, let's look at the Denver side. When the game started, it was Aaron Gordon putting his stamp on this game, getting into double figures early on in the game. I did witness that because I told you guys I watched the first half. Now, part of the reason why I stopped watching the game, to me, the game was boring. Okay? Then I had things to do on top of that. But Aaron Gordon setting the tempos, ended up with 16 points, four, uh, six rebounds, one assist. But it, his main thing was to play defense and lock up guys like Jimmy Butler and Cole. Where Coach Spoh struggled defensively and to, and to even have a, a, a mindset or even have a plan what he wanted to do, Aaron Gordon was able to operate any way he saw fit. They were playing him with guys like Gabe Vincent. He's a smaller guy. Gabe Vincent is 6'3". You cannot play Aaron Gordon. I mean, there's no way that you look at this and you say, you know what? Let's play Gabe Vincent on Aaron Gordon. Like, it, you you like you had to literally change your matchup. Aaron Gordon is 6'8", right? You have Jokic. Jokic is what? 6'11"? 6'10", 6'11"? Okay, Jokic is 6'11". Then you have Michael Porter Jr., who is, let me double-check his height, Michael Porter Jr. is 6'10". So you have a big front line. You typically don't see front lines where you have 
two guys that are 6'10 and above and another guy that's 6'8. You don't see many lineups like this. So this is a unique lineup. Being that Michael Porter Jr. is a small forward, Aaron Gordon plays the power forward, they're, they're pretty much interchangeable at times. But the point that I'm trying to make here is you have two big wings in uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon, right? Michael Porter Jr., what's unique about him is his shooting ability. Granted, he did not have a good shooting game this game, but it, it, didn't, it didn't really matter. Michael Porter Jr. had 14 points. He had 13 big rebounds. So that's another major area in his game that continues to improve. He had two blocks. So from the defensive side and, and defensive rebounding, which he had 11 defensive rebounds and two offensive rebounds, he was a major factor rebounding the ball and playing defense. Had a, had a, a couple blocks. Now, with... Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon getting 16 and 14 points, that set the tempo. That was literally the reason why the Nuggets won. I know Nikolai Jokic had 27 points, 10 rebounds, and 14 assists. I understand that Nikolai Jokic sacrificed his scoring ability and everything else to make sure that his teammates were getting involved, to make sure that his teammates were put in good positions to score. I get all of that. But if Aaron Gordon does not come out and score 16 points, this game might have gone a little different. Maybe you have Nikolai Jokic being more of a scorer. In order for Miami to come back and tie this series and potentially even win this series, you're going to have to take Nikolai Jokic away from being a passer. He wants to pass the ball. There's no way you win this series if he's averaging anywhere from 10 to 14 assists. I just don't see any way possible that they can win this game. Now, we move on to Jamal Murray, who's becoming a superstar right in front of our eyes. They say that you hate, that you make your money in the playoffs, right? This guy had 26 points. He was uh, 11 for 22 from the field. Uh, he didn't shoot a three ball well, two for seven, but that's okay. He had 10 assists. So you can see your two superstars with 24 assists between the two. That's a recipe for wins. But let's go ahead and, and talk about the unsung hero of the game for the Nuggets. And I think that was Bruce Brown. If you look into that third quarter, if you watch the game table, if you watch the film, in that third quarter, he had a big uh, thing of seven points. He had a three. Then he had uh, some pick and roll floaters. Back to back to back is seen. And Bruce Brown has been a major pickup. I talked about this on previous shows, previous episodes. He had 10 points, five rebounds, two assists, and he played 21 minutes off the bench. They only played three guys off the bench. Bruce Brown got 21 minutes. Jeff Green got uh, 11 minutes. And then uh, Braun got um, eight minutes. Now, without Bruce Brown's 10 points, because the bench only scored 14 points, without Bruce Brown's uh, uh, 10 points, they possibly don't win this game. So it was a good team win, good collective effort for the Nuggets. Like I said, it all started with, with, with uh, Aaron Gordon and uh, Michael Porter Jr. Then you had... Uh, Nikolai Jokic come in and, and 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 start scoring throughout the rest of the game. And you have Jamal Murray doing his thing, being that leader, being that fourth quarter scorer when they need him. Then you had Bruce Brown setting that tempo heading into the fourth quarter. So it was a collective, collective win. Guys like KCP didn't step up this game. He didn't have to, to be honest. He had seven points, but they weren't bad when he was on the floor. He's still a a a a, 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 four, a floor spacer. You have to account for him being able to hit a three. So I can't say that he necessarily had a bad game. He didn't have to have a good game, but 
just know that KCP is going to play better as the series goes on. Now, when you're looking at the Denver Nuggets bench, is there going to be anybody else that can come in and help? Because you, if you're going with, with, with eight guys, there's a reason why you can go with eight guys and have Jeff Green as your literally like your only center off the bench because you have bigger guys in terms of Michael Porter Jr. and guys like uh, Aaron Gordon who can play that five in a small ball situation if need be. Being that the Miami Heat, they're bringing out a lineup that has Bam Adebayo. Bam, Bam Adebayo is 6'9", but in all honesty, he plays like he's 6'7". No disrespect to Bam Adebayo, but it just is what it is. They say this guy is great defensively, and he does this, and he does that. There are times that you look for what is it that Bam does great defensively. You don't see it necessarily on the box score at times. He is a good defensive player, but there's nobody in the league that can guard Nikolai Jokic. When the Lakers had success two or three years ago, it was because of a Dwight Howard. So you need somebody who's big enough to man up with Nikolai Jokic because he's a big, strong guy. Then you need foot speed. Bam Adebayo has a foot speed, but he doesn't have the strength to match up with a Nikolai Jokic, right? So you look at things that did go well for the Miami Heat. Yes, Jimmy Butler had a bad game. You can say, oh, the Heat only lost by 11. But if you watch the game, I mean, at the end, that fourth quarter didn't really count. They should have lost by 20, you know, but um, it is what it is. Caleb Martin, a guy that has been a hero for the Miami Heat, he stunk it up. I mean, he deserves to have a bad game. He had three points, four rebounds, so he deserves a bad game. But I think he's going to bounce back. Even if he's not that guy that's getting you 20, he's a guy that can get you 10. He's a guy that can make at least 50% of his threes, or at least 40%. That's what he was been doing, right? So as I continue to uh, analyze, Ben Metabayo did have a very good game. He had an amazing game. Actually, he shot 13 for 25 from the field. Um, he had 13 rebounds. He had five assists. He was the steadying force. He was the reason why they didn't get blown out in the first quarter. It was 29 to, 29 to 20, and Bam Adebayo had a lot of points in that first quarter. He kind of set the pace for Miami, being that Jimmy Butler was struggling. So it was good to see Bam show up and play well. Um, but they're going to need more than Bam. You're going to need some shot blocking, and, and is they, they have no shot blocking, especially not for a guy like, like, like Jokic, right? When you bring out a Bam, if Bam is guarding Jokic, right, that leaves the paint open, and then who's protecting the paint? So what I'm saying is, why not go with a bigger lineup? Why not uh, bring in a, a Cody Zeller, let him start, and then you have Bam play that power forward position? I think it might bode well for them. So even if, you know, you have one big out guarding Jokic, you have another guy who can be kind of closer to the basket to kind of help uh, protect the paint. So uh, they got to figure it out. They got to figure it out. When you, when you look at the bench, you have Highsmith. Highsmith. Uh, Haywood Highsmith came in, played well. When you look at this game log, um, he's the guy that, you know, steps up here and there. I mean, he had a 15-point game. Um, I believe it was game five versus Boston, but he didn't play game six. So he's a guy that, you know, you bring him in, and then that was in a losing effort. So that 15 points, even though it was 36 minutes, it could have been, okay, you know what, they're losing. Let's put some guys in. And he was able to build off that game with 18 big points. Now, if you did watch the game, even when I wasn't really watching, I was watching and I saw Haysmith playing pretty well. You know, he was solid. A uh, little bit about this guy. I mean, he's 6'4". He's a guard slash forward. Um, he's more of a small forward than, than he is a shooting guard, but he's in that mold between that 
uh, shooting guard, small forward. But it just everybody that Miami's putting out there are smaller guys. Let's break this thing down. You have Bam Adebayo, who's six six nine. They say he's really six eight, six seven, like I said. But um, he's playing center, and then you have Caleb Martin, who's six four, playing your power forward. You have Jimmy Butler, um, you know, small forward. And then you have Vincent, who's 6'3". You have Mike Strauss, who's 6'4". So this is a really small team that you're trying to bring out there to match up with guys like uh, uh, Porter Jr. And, and Aaron Gordon. Jimmy Butler cannot guard everybody. And then Jimmy Butler's energy is needed on offense, right? So this Haysmith guy, he plays well. He comes in, plays 23 minutes, 7 for 10 from the uh, field, 2 for 3, uh, 2 for 4 from 3, 18 points. Um, a block, two steals. So he's a guy that has deserved that. Hey, he needs more minutes going into game two. Duncan Robinson, this game was a dud for him, one for six. But one thing I, I have seen out of Duncan Robinson is that he's able to put the ball on the floor more and drive. I mean, that's that's opening up when he drives. Guess what? Somebody open, some somebody is open when the defense comes up to stop him. Boom, he can make the pass like he did in the game, or he can dish it to the corner. For three, so it's good that when you look at Duncan Robinson, a guy who's limited to just shooting the ball, he tried his best. You know, he wasn't so bad. I mean, outside of not making his threes, he would. I mean, he shot one for five from three. Um, they're gonna need him. He's gonna be a big part of what they do if they want to win this series. Mike Strauss, another guy who gave you a dud. This guy shot zero for ten, zero for nine from three. If this guy makes three threes. You're looking at a closer game. If Duncan between him and Duncan Robinson, these these guys went one for fourteen. This is disgusting. One for fourteen from three between these two guys, and they played a whopping forty-two minutes. That cannot happen. That cannot happen. Now, bright spot. You have Gabe Vincent, who you know came up, stepped up big, seven for fourteen from the field, five for ten from three. He kind of kept them in the game. Uh, five assists, so you're going to need more of Gabe Vincent. Like, you're going to need perfection out of this Miami Heat team if you want to win. More bright spots. Kyle Lowry came off the bench, gave them four for eight from the field, three for six from three, and 11 big points, five rebounds, five assists. He's the guy that you might want to give more minutes next game. Timeout Sports, what's good? My brother says, Nuggets are just better. Yeah, they're just better. Um, I'm pulling for Miami. Um you know, but if the Nuggets win, I'm not upset. For me, once my team was eliminated, I lost um, all hope or all, um, I don't know, I just wasn't interested in it anymore. And to be honest, this NBA Finals is lacking star power. Yes, you have Jokic. Yes, you have Jimmy Butler. But at the end of the day, it's missing that 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 flair. You know, these are really these are two really good teams, well coached. You're gonna you're gonna see hard nosed uh, basketball. You're gonna see both teams are possibly possibly gonna struggle to score 110 points. So you're not looking at two teams that like fill it up offensively. Although the Nuggets do have um, that kind of firepower, but Miami has that kind of defense. So yes, I agree with you when you say the Nuggets are just better. Yes, they're better. Miami's outmatched. You're going to need a miracle to pull off this series. Uh, you're going to have to go to guys like uh, uh, Zeller and, 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 and Jovic and Jovic. You know, you're going to have to go to Kevin Love. Maybe Kevin Love can give you something in this series. Why not try Kevin Love 
out in this series against Jokic. You, you're going to play Kevin Love in the last series where he didn't really even matter or he wasn't needed. And then you're not playing him here. You're going to need Kevin Love. I would love to see a lineup of Kevin Love and Bam Adebayo starting. Let Kevin Love start at center. Let Kevin Love guard Jokic and see what happens. And then you have Bam to guard uh, Aaron Gordon because they're just outmatched. They're just outmatched. And I think that Coach Bo is one of the greatest coaches to ever coach. And I don't say that lightly. Coach Bo is a player's coach, and the guy is a genius when it comes to coaching. Um, Tom Sports says, I am a Heat fan, but my job is to tell the truth and not show bias. I picked Nuggets in five. I respect that. I respect that. I, I feel you. I think the Nuggets are favorites to win this, but I'm not going to count Miami out yet. I like the kind of fire that Miami has. Now, it might seem like their luck have run out. It's going to take a special Jimmy Butler game. It's going to take a Caleb Martin magical game. It's going to take a Bam Adebayo to play like he played in game one. You're going to need Gabe Vincent to keep playing like this. You need Mike Strauss to hit at least 40% of his threes, right? You need Duncan Robinson to hit 40% of his threes. You need Highsmith to show up maybe two more times like he did. And then you're going to need Kyle Lowry to be the steadying force in this lineup. But if I had to just go drastic and just do something just different, and switch things up and see what happens. Because if you don't get game two, it's pretty much like you said, Nuggets in five, right? So here's what needs to happen. Maybe you start Kyle Lowry instead of Mike Strauss. You keep Gabe Vincent in there. You keep Bam in there. You have to bench Martin. You put in Kevin Love with Jimmy Butler, and you, then you know what? You, you say, hey, let's see what happens. But maybe that's not a lineup change that you make just now. Maybe it's something that you do if you get down 3-0. That's kind of when you're, like, trying to figure things out. But why not do it in the game, too, to kind of see if the dynamics of the game change. But um, this is not a series that, I'm, that I am excited about. It's not a finals matchup that I wanted to see from jump. But shout out, to the, shout out to the Miami Heat for getting this far. Shout out to the Denver Nuggets for being the best team in the NBA consistently all year. So let's see what Coach Spo has. Let's see if Coach Spo can come up with a plan that can kind of help to slow the Joker down. I would say let the Joker score. Do not let the Joker pass. And then obviously Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. cannot come out and, and, and set a tone in the first quarter. That cannot happen. You're going to need your superstar and Jimmy Butler to come out, play ball, because he's been talking a lot. Jimmy Jimmy Butler talks a lot. It is time to back it up. Talking about, I don't, I don't want to hold the Western Conference. I mean, the I don't want to hold the, what was it, Eastern Conference Finals trophy. I don't, I'm waiting for the finals. And that's the attitude you should have. But now let's see that same energy in game two. We haven't seen it. It's still early. Jimmy Butler has been having a great season, especially in the playoffs. Let's see if it can continue. At least make this a series. If this thing goes five, I'll be so upset. And I'm taking the right stance on not really watching a lot, a lot of the series. I'm sorry. It's boring to me. But maybe Jimmy Butler can pique my interest in game two. And maybe I can tune in more and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm excited for the finals. So I haven't had that attitude. Let's see what happens. Tom Sports has... Um, one more comment. I'm going to get to that comment, and I'm going to go ahead and end the stream. Tom Sports says, the Heat aren't a good three-point shooting team. Last round, they shot way above their average. 
can't count on that uh for the uh for that cannot count on that for another round i get you i understand but in the finals or in the playoffs anything can happen and that's kind of what happened for the miami heat like we stated here they they shot the ball well the lakers they're not a, a good three-point shooting team but when they have shot it well like when guys like d'angelo russell stepped up right it, it helped the lakers so sometimes these teams that can't shoot well when they do step up and do shoot the ball, I mean, you guys have shooters. You guys have streaky guys. You guys have guys like Duncan Robinson. You guys you have the Gabe Vincent of the world. You have guys who are capable, like a Kyle Lowry. You have a Kevin Love. So you have guys who have been put in position in the league to shoot threes. If you guys watched my other video that I posted about the Miami Heat after they beat the Celtics, I stated this. The storylines coming into these finals was, Nikolai Jokic getting his first ring, right? Can he do it? Can he win an NBA title and win finals MVP? If he does that, that kind of elevates him to some of the top upper echelon players, Hall of Fame caliber guys, and Nikolai Jokic, he, he is him. He's him. He's that special. He's that great. If he continues at this pace, if he continues to do what he's doing now, it's nuggets and four, okay? Jimmy Butler, one of the greatest – playoff performance that i've seen in recent years right can he step up in the finals when it really matters can he help to elevate his team granted tyler hero he could be coming back for game two and if tyler hero comes back for game two and he's even 70 percent, that changes the series that gives you another guy outside of jimmy butler that can create for himself and tyler hero he's a dog so let's just hope that he comes back because i need something to happen in this Final series that I'm not excited of watching. I'm not excited about watching. Now, we talked about Kyle Lowry potentially getting his second ring. We talked about KCP potentially getting his second ring. Sometimes there are these players, once they get the taste of the finals or get the taste of a finals championship or a ring, right, they elevate their games in the finals. Now, it could be to a small sample size. It could be to a small magnitude. When I say small, like Kyle Lowry had a big game yesterday. He had 10 points, five rebounds, five assists. That's a big game coming off the bench in 26 minutes. Now, he can have a bigger game if he has more of an opportunity. KCP, he knows what it takes to win a championship, right? So that's the storyline there. KCP getting a second ring or will Kyle Lowry get his second ring, right? Will Jimmy Butler get his first ring? Will Jokic get his first ring? Guys like Aaron Gordon, who has kind of bounced around and kind of found a home and found a role. He's more, he's much more than a guy who dunks the ball. He's much more than a guy who's trying to be a three-point shooter or, or trying to be a complete all-star. Or a, you know, he's a defender right now. He's a rebounder. He he in in Denver, his role is to defend, right? Foremost in rebounding, kind of pitching. And just kind of fit in where he fits in. You have other guys on the Denver Nuggets bench that can step up in this series. There are guys that haven't even played. Reggie Jackson, Ish Smith, Thomas Bryant, DeAndre Jordan. So they have some veterans that haven't really done much in the playoffs. But these are guys that are proven vets that can step in in case of an injury or in case of any other type thing. Um. Then when you go to Miami, let's see, can Kevin Love have an impact? You know, uh, if it's getting to a point to where 
I talked about UD. UD is another coach for the Miami Heat, and there's a potential that UD could be getting another ring. So that was another storyline that I had. But um, the storylines are exciting. The series in itself so far is not exciting. We'll see what happens. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Once again, this is your guy, Manny. This is the Talking Sports with Manny podcast. The Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Please like, please subscribe, please share. If you're watching the replay, let me know what you guys think of this series. Is it fun? Is it exciting to you? Who wins the series and who wins it and what? Let me know in the comment section. Please like, please subscribe, please share. And I'm going to catch you guys on that next episode slash stream. I'm out. Peace.